0: almost, not all, but almost all of these Instagram influencers in classic menswear have no freaking sense of style. And Mm. I don't understand how they're having hundreds and thousands of likes when they look effing ridiculous. So, that's a hard take.
1: You are now listening to The Living Numbers and... (laughs) Johnny Rambles, Rambles, Rambles,
0: and the Living Numbers
1: Podcast. This is the Living Numbers Podcast, where the numbers tell the story, but the people, the people give it purpose. Thank you guys for being here. Make sure you subscribe for extra episodes, Apple, Spotify. Make sure you guys download, like, share. Y'all know what to do. This is not your first go around. I've got somebody here today who I met out at podcast movement and this dude was the sharpest dressed guy there. I was like, yo, who is this guy? I I didn't see him like on a panel or anything. He was just kind of walking around. He's got his fro. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, he's got the beard, got a little gray in it. I'm like, this guy looks like prestigious. I didn't talk to him at first because I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't like he was laughing and smiling like he is now. Yeah. Uh. But I'm like, all right, let me, let me just, cause I'm not shy. You know, I'm not, I'm not bashful. You know, if I see something that I want to say something about, then I'm just going to do it. So I walk up to the. I'm like, man, you, you dress pretty sharp, man. I, I just got to give you your props. I think this was like, the the second to last day we was there for four days yes and i think it was on thursday because the thing ended on friday
0: yes i think you're so right. so i
1: finally walked up to him mr reg i called him because he's like oh yeah my name is reginald i'm like oh no 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 you got a little gray i know i gotta show you your respect i said mr reg i'm not gonna call you reginald you know we're not on the same that's just my upbringing <laughs> But you all know how we do things uh, when we have someone on for the first time. We have to give them an extravagant intro. So, hailing from Bronx, New York, the BX, Mr. Ridge started New York Fashion Geek in an effort to help other men who weren't as fortunate with a fashionable upbringing there's some great pictures online
0: oh thank you thank <laughs> his, you very much
1: his core values are fun style education value and trust he believes to be fly means to look smooth stylish and sharp he's never worn a pair of jordans because he's a die hard nicks fan shout oh, wow. out
0: this research this is great <laughs>
1: animated character suited and booted helping people feel better i present the mr reginald ferguson
0: say hello to the people oh my gosh well first of all i literally have goosebumps uh that was so touching and i really <laughs> applaud you with your research i like to think i do a lot of research when i interview someone it's great to meet someone else who does the same uh thank you so much for having me it's only been, it's only been what, two months, I think, since we saw each other in Dallas, and you're yep. a person of your word. You said you wanted me to come on the pod, and here I am. So thank you, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for having me here.
1: So y'all know, um, we got to start out with our first number here. Okay. And I was listening to the New York Fashion Geek uh, podcast. Thank you. Which is amazing, by the way. He has great people on. Thank you. And I was listening to... I think your most recent episode where your fashion comes from. So our first number here is the 1800s because you talked about seersucker material. Now, this is funny to me because I have a friend, uh, shout out to Norm. And when he wants to make fun of somebody, he (laughs) always talks about having on some seersucker stuff. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I'm from Detroit.
0: Right. The so
1: he was always talking trash. And I just remember a conversation where he was like, Come on, Tony, you got to get you a seersucker sucker suit. And I'm like, I don't, I honestly do not even know what this material is. All right. I may have seen it before sure. and go, Oh, that. okay that's what it is i know what you mean so take us back to the beginning you've got like i mentioned you got some great pictures online you as a kid you know dressed up real nice Uh, i can say that that was not my upbringing so take us back to the beginning who taught you how to be fast
0: it was three individuals who taught me how to be fashionable tony it was my late grandmother my late grandfather and my late mother Uh, All in the same line, meaning that was my mother's, my mother's parents. And those three people were my heroes, just overall in life. Made a a deep impact on me, which I think still resonates to this day. But they all individually and collectively always stressed the importance of style and fashion. Mm. My late grandparents literally had a mantra. Anytime you were at their house, they would look at me. I was Reggie when I was a little kid, because that's the diminutive. And they would say, always keep up your appearance. Always keep up your appearance. Always keep up your appearance. I mean, it was a mantra, again. I'd hear it every day. With my mom, my mom, <clears throat> I remember once I was a wee little kid. My mother would do this a lot. I was like this big. So she was flying over me. You know, I came up to her knee. But she'd look down and she would dispel nuggets of wisdom, which made no sense to me because I was so young. And to me, she was talking to me like I was an adult. I think Mm. part of that is because as African-Americans, I think mothers, I think parents have an interesting challenge in which when they have a black boy, certainly a black boy should have a childhood like any individual in america but i think they also understand that this child is going to be a black male very soon Mm. so it's a balancing act about also giving those pearls of wisdom and my mom would do that she would to me talk to me not necessarily about adult topics but would talk to me as an adult though i was a child so we spoke the same language but it was a different dialect (laughs) and i would just look at her and go what So she was trying on an Eisenhower jacket and the audience and yourself may or may not know what it is, but you can Google it. It's a waist length uh, style of jacket. It's dope as heck. Uh, It has faded in the American history consciousness, but fly is fly. If you can cop one, get one. And she was trying it on. And I'm assuming that jacket was when maybe she was in her twenties and she wasn't in her twenties anymore she was fighting the
1: jacket
0: and she looked down she wasn't fat or anything but you know I guess she wasn't as slim as she was or used to be (laughs) so so, my mom was fly as hell to be honest and I'm subjective but I had a beautiful mom which also is problematic when you're a young boy and grown men Mm. are looking at your mom so she just looked down at me and she said Reggie I have one thing to tell you What's old is what's new again. And now fast forward. That's accurate because styles come in cycles. It's great right now. I'm looking and young kids are rocking 80s, 90s gear. And that's my era. You know. So
1: I'm a school teacher. I see it every day. Right. Every day.
0: Right. So I I find that I find that fascinating because, again, that's my era. It's being revisited, and there's the there's the echo and the sound of my mom. So she was mm. right. So, those so it's a different kind of
1: significance for you.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, stories change in tone and significance over time. Mm. If you read a book from your teens and you read it now, it's going to have a different significance. So these messages have changed. Over time, Mm -hmm. but to to the benefit, not to the detriment. So, watching those three people, and like you said, you know, there's an old photo of me as an infant. So I had no I had no choice in the matter, right? But clearly, Mm -hmm. my mom, along with her parents, my grandparents, were making conscious decisions soterially for their you know for their son for their grandson. Since these three people are my heroes. And you're a child, you're impressionable. Mm-hmm. So anything they said made sense to me. And then you start getting older and you start formulating your own opinions, particularly as you enter adolescence. So like you said, my my company name is New York Fashion Geek, and often I'm just called the New York Fashion Geek. So that means I'm a native here. I've been here all my life. I'm third generation New Yorker. As I was growing up, referencing the 80s and 90s, there was a music form called rap. That was being Mm. created where my grandparents lived, which was the Bronx. And they lived in the South Bronx. So whether I was visiting or ultimately moving to live there with them, I was part of that. Now, side by side, I went to prep school here in New York, also in the Bronx, Riverdale Country School. So we're talking prep, which one could argue seersucker is an element of that, prep, trad, And we're talking rap, but ultimately the culture is hip hop. So I'm growing up with those two schools Mm. of, of sartorial thought. And again, I'm getting older. So I'm formulating my own opinions. They still were the foundation, but again, now it's, Oh, I like this. I don't like that. Which I remember once that happened with me and my grandmother, she had bought me a jacket. She brought it in. I said, I don't like that. (laughs) <laughs> he she, was was so, she was so offended. I felt so bad. But I'm like her. We're a week apart in birth date. I'm May 2nd, mm-hmm. day after May Day. She she was May 9th. They said that was always the reason our affinity towards each other. I remember her, and I do this with people too. She looked at me, she said, Oh, don't worry. I won't do this ever again. Oh. And she didn't. She never bought me any piece of clothing again because that meant I was really on my way that her okay. taste her I taste making which was so significant for me hit a wall and it wasn't it a bad sense. it wasn't a bad choice in retrospect but when you're a teenager you're wired to be obnoxious so <laughs> that's that's part of the gig so so I was obnoxious and she said oh don't worry this will never happen again so it makes sense
1: Cause it's like a twofold thing. It's like on one hand you go, okay, this little MF. Okay. It's an appreciative MF. And on the other hand, you're like, well, he's starting to find his way. So it's like, let me step back some. So I guess you can look at it both ways. I I think think she was just
0: offended. (laughs) I think you're being kind. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to and, spin it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not that she didn't have that capacity, but I think she just said, oh, no, that's a rap Negro. It's not going <laughs> to happen anymore. But okay, keep going. But, you know, they created a foundation. And really, even now to this day, the way I dress now today is a casual steeze, And I didn't realize how the camera angle would be. I'm rocking my own gear. So that's, that's what a flex, I'm y'all. About. That's a flex. So. So, those foundations still serve me, and one would argue they serve my clients as well. So, I loved learning from them, but then I realized I wanted to take it to a, another level. And once I got into college, that really happened because I had a college buddy. Big shout out to Rich Medor. His dad was a tailor. Mm. I never had that perspective before. So we were we were like two giddy guys who loved gear. And when you live in New York, no matter what your economic strata is, gear is important. I think particularly in the city overall, but certainly if we want to be specific to black and browns. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel that it's a it's an element and again, no matter where you clock in financially, it's always at least when my growing up, my recollection was always always being fly. How can you be in the lane with everyone else yet be a little bit different? What store did you go to? This is a pre-internet, right? What store did you go to, you know, that maybe no one knew? Because that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's always about the novelty. I remember saying this, I still say this in my head, no one else has this, which of course yep. is is absolutely <laughs> erroneous, right? <laughs> like, like they didn't make one pair of Lee's. So in 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 gray, right? They made thousands. <laughs> And they're all around North America, so
1: guarantee somebody else has this. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. But you always wanted to be distinct, and I and I feel the same way today. I'm a classic menswear guy. There's no question about that. You saw me, like you said, I was suited and booted yes. because that's my normal steves. I'm going to work. That that five day, you know, that four day part of me conference was work. It was enjoyable, but it's also easy for me. Mm-hmm. To me, it's much easier to pack suits and match shirts and ties and socks and shoes than, hey, oh, my gosh, what shirt, what slacks, what this, what that right. is. Right. No, no. It's very modular. It's very uniform. And I like that. I, I think that provides a ease of organization so I can worry about mm-hmm. other stuff.
1: Right. 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 The accessories. Now we're talking about, you know, squares and go with the ties. You know, okay, what watch am I going to do? Shoes, belt, socks, that kind of thing. Right. I'm not like the. I understand. And like you, I have kind of found my lane. And this was a question that I have been asking myself for. I guess since I got into my 30s, because I'm 33 And I'm like, okay, what's going to be like how I dress as I get older? So how did that change for you? Because now I would just say for me, I'm kind of rocking, you know, I got like a short sleeve deal with the collar. That's important to me, especially because I look young.
0: Yeah, I was going to say you look 23, bro.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No, for real. So I'm like 33. 33, 33, May 22nd, actually. So I'm pretty close, pretty close to you and your grandmother. Yeah. But. For me as a school teacher, looking really young, I'm like, I gotta create that separation. And shout out to one of my principals. He was like, let's let's try to button it up a little bit more. Cause I had like a kind of like a a collar shirt like that, you have on. Right. And so he was like, Let's be a little bit more professional. So most days I wear a tie to work. Now I don't don't go whole suit. But I'll go shirt, tie, you know, pants, something casual on the feet, not really gym shoes, unless I'm either uh, coaching that day, you know, driving a bus, something like that. Then we got to we got to be comfortable now. <laughs> or it's Friday where I wear something of my my high school's brand, you know, so I'll wear an Elkin shirt or whatever. Uh, so for you, how has your style changed as you got older, going from the 90s hip hop to now
0: into to where you are now? Sure. It definitely has changed. I don't think the changes have been radical. Mm -hmm. So, again, growing up, I grew up in the classic menswear stees, right? Hashtag classic menswear. So what does that mean? Shirts, ties, sport jacket pants, because in my family, boys don't wear a suit until they enter college because Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. Because you're constantly growing, you're going to grow out of stuff. But the sport jacket and pants, there's some flexibility. So, again, you're quickly in the audience is quickly understanding this foundational knowledge that I received. So, I think what has really changed is I'm only casual on the weekends. Mm and i think also it's just really about i think the expansion and upgrading of items meaning the quality also through time i've learned more about brands so the differences aren't radical but the differences are there right and there's no there's no there's no question about that i was rocking suits entering college and we could talk about that potentially in greater depth because I have something yeah, called go for two it. week. Yeah, I have something called the two week rotation. So I'll file that away if you want to bring that back up. I can no, we
1: can better. go now. Go now. Two weeks. Well, oh no, I know,
0: but I feel like we started with Searsuck and I realized I never even answered that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I wanna I wanna try to make sure we, we cover everything that's inquired upon. So yeah, the casual casual Saturday, Sunday. It's fall here in New York City. So this is a polo, but I also have I have a light hoodie on. So and like I said, I wanted to rep my brand. So on my feet, though you can't see it, I have no, no Jordans ever. <laughs> but I'm really impressed that you you did some research. I have I but I do have a pair of Nike Cortez on. And so let's talk about that. I had Cortez in the 80s. Mm. So these are the classic white with the red stripe with the blue and white cushioning. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. This is the only pair of sneakers, ladies and gentlemen, that I've rocked for a second time in my life. Meaning to me, again, seeing all these, all the 80s and 90s stuff coming back. I said, well, I I did that already. (laughs) Not doing that again. But a few few years ago, a friend of mine had on a pair of Cortez and I jumped. I literally jumped because I had forgotten how much I love those Mm. and what a striking colorway they are. They're a classic sneaker. And a few years ago, I was in Philly at the Nike store in Center City. And I had a I had a coupon through my app. I didn't even know I had a coupon on the app. Nice. Because yeah, I don't really use the app that often. And they had them on sale. And then And then she said, oh, you have a coupon. So I got them dirt cheap. But I love rocking them. And I get compliments. And I think that's really important how you dress, particularly when I'm helping out clients. I want my mm-hmm. clients to receive compliments. Because really what I do is I don't truly sell clothing, Tony. I sell confidence. There you go. And that happens with what you wear and the comfort in which you wear that wear it, wear them. So I think that's I think that's extremely, extremely important. But yeah, no, changes have happened. It's just really hard for me to chronicle, like do a hard stop. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, Monday through Friday, if I'm outside I'm suited and booted. I work from home now, so when I work from home, I'm just like everyone else. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the business mullet, you know. Actually, I'm casual. <laughs> I'm casual on top and bottom. So, so, oh no, I got basketball shorts on. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> basketball
1: have, shorts, no shoes, no socks on. Hey. Okay,
0: well, I have I have jeans on, and like I said, I got my kicks on, and I have you know this layered top, but. Yeah, the change has happened, but the change just isn't radical. And again, it's not as much casual stees as when I was younger.
1: So you said the Cortez are the only pair of gym shoes you've worn two generations?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When I mean more than one time, meaning an era, right? I rocked them in the eighties.
1: Okay.
0: I rocked them in the eighties, and now here it is, twenty twenty two, and I I think I got these like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty actually. Actually, you're saying when it
1: comes back around, you don't buy it again. It's like I already No, no,
0: I did that. I did that. I'm not doing that again. I think that's silly, (laughs) really be honest. I think it's absolutely silly. I did it. I did it. I was there and now I'm here. And I'm not I'm not that person. I've evolved. But so so when the the jerseys I went back. So when the
1: jerseys come back around, you're not gonna be rocking the jerseys?
0: First of all. (laughs) This is what you need to understand. In this house, this house should be called Ferguson's because it is a clothing emporium in my own home. Everything I have is excess. So we talk about one pair of kicks, right? I'm a grown ass man in classic menswear. I probably have at least 10 pairs of sneakers. Why is that happening? I'm no longer (laughs) a teenager. Why do I have 10 pairs of sneakers? It makes no sense. So they're always crispy. So my Cortez are dope. Now, when I was a kid in the 80s, back in New York, anyone who's listening from that era knows this, whatever kicks you had, it was really important that they were pristine for as long Mm. as you can maintain that. So what did that mean? You carried a toothbrush. Not for your teeth. Um, For your kicks. Yeah. No, it's real talk. And in the case of Cortez, I had a a white bottle of Kiwi polish, liquid polish. And then I had a <laughs> I would use my grandma's hard bristle brush when I'd come home, put some comet, and like this was a thing. Wow. Now I'm older. I I have no care for that. So I still don't want my kicks to be, you know, scruffy and dirty. But and now I've seen on the gram, I've seen like I guess these machines, you know, this technology is advanced and you can really do yeah. sneaker cleaning. It seems really interesting. But
1: it's still a thing. Yeah, having clean sneakers is still a thing. People I'm will fight
0: you. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it it's interesting. You it's on a sneaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, that still happens. I still have that reaction, even with shoes. I mean, particularly with shoes. I, I mostly wear shoes. Yeah, if I'm on a train and someone steps on me, it's really a problem. So, reaction. Like, what's, what's up? Absolutely. No, oh, I snap. I absolutely snap. If you don't really? say excuse me or apologize, yeah, that's a New York thing. Yeah. I flip out. Yeah, that, that has not left my body. That is that's still that is, still, <laughs> that is still, so, yeah, still a thing.
1: How many pairs of sneakers do you have?
0: Because I have between ten and twelve. Ten and
1: twelve sneakers. Fly ass hey, kicks,
0: like, y'all. Fly. I, it's like these Cortez. That
1: you had. Maybe it was 15 and not 50.
0: No, definitely not 50. No, no, no. I'm not insane. So Okay,
1: okay, okay. No, because no, I no. was listening on. I was listening. Yeah, was like, yeah clearly. Did you did that? your
0: research. No, it was it's <laughs> it was it's closer to 50. It's between 10 and 15. It's definitely not 50. Okay. That's never gonna happen. Okay. Here's the other thing about Ferguson's, aka the clothing emporium, which is my apartment. <laughs> it's just physical space, bro. So I talk to people in the classic menswear area. I'll give you an example. Mm. Ties. I have a tie rack. My tie rack is the same tie rack. My late grandparents gave me. So again, understand the nurturing. Right. So I was talking to a guy in the space and he goes, you can never have enough ties. So absolutely you can. Because to me, it's only what can fit on my tie rack. Like after that, (laughs) it's a wrap. So that's how it is about sneakers. There's always so much space in the closet, bro. (laughs) <laughs> that? What are you doing? Are you are you putting ties and sneakers in your oven? And I've heard of that in New York. No now people, no. That's a New York thing. It's freaky to hear that, but because in New York, particularly the majority of us here in the city, we live in apartments. You know, space is at a premium. Mm. So I'm blessed that I live in a spot that has mad closets. My closet game is crazy. So that's how I ended up, and I also. In my defense, everything I get, I get on the deal. In New York, we have an expression, never pay retail. And I'm convinced an old Jewish lady came up with that phrase. Because it's true. In New York, we're the Mecca. We're one of the fashion Meccas. So there are sales happening all the time, sample sales specifically. They're just deals. Mm -hmm. So I never pay retail. Yeah. Now, again, I got these Cortez in Philly, right? I'm keeping it real. I did not get them here. but I was in Philly on some business. I was walking around downtown in Center City, and I saw a Nike store. I was just killing time. It was in in their fashion district, and mm-hmm. I saw the Cortez. And I referenced my friend. Cop. I said, "Yeah, let me, yeah, let me go back in time." <laughs> so, and they're freaking fly, yo. They're fly as hell, man. Because I'm fly as hell every day. So, so you no mentioned what Nike. I win, that's
1: like. That's one of the brands that people see as premier, you know it's it's Nike, like everybody has Nikes. It's so, a brand
0: from my growing up. It's you know, listen yeah yeah the the so talk of, about that yeah, talk about brands, brands, of brands of quality, oh sure, so you know, riffing on Nike, so growing up here in New York City, growing up in the hip hop era, up in the Bronx, where the people were fresh. There's not just one, there's not just one brand, but Nike definitely was emblematic. I mean, so was Adidas, right? Those were the two strongest, but obviously you had all these other brands that were garnering people's attention because again, when you live in New York and you are black and brown, you want to represent some type of element of style. I just think it's really important now in the words of my late mother, I took it to the next level. I went crazy with it and took it to the next level, her words. So and may, that may be true, but it also became a business and I never knew that would happen. I never knew the nurturing for my family and that my own opinions would lead to me mm. creating a business. Never would have thought that in a million years. Happy that it's happening. So, yeah, I want to be clear about the whole quality brand thing. I think I think I see it more now. I'm not saying it didn't happen when I was growing up, but what I see now is really people making an equivalence to quality through a name and mm-hmm. i think that often can be a false equivalence the way i grew up was that it wasn't about brands per se it was just about quality of the item and my grandparents were the people who taught me that so we would go to stores particularly school shopping right mm-hmm. so you go in school shopping and again, I'm a prep. I'm a prep guy. So I'm slacks. I'm slacks. I'm a shirt. I'm a tie. I'm a sweater. You know, I'm, I'm preppy, right? My late grandmother, God rest her, and I found it. I don't know how much research you did because I put this on the gram years ago. Because I found, I googled it. My grandma, I remember she bought me a poster. I love, I love uh, peanuts. I love Charlie Brown. I love animation. Still to this day, it never changed. They used to tease about that as I was getting older. I go, you still you still love cartoons? And I, yeah, I still love cartoons.
1: Yes, I do. Okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it was cool. I mean, I think they just thought it was cute. So I love Snoopy. I love Charlie Brown. And my grandma, again, you know, I, I was told by my grandpa, I wasn't just a grandson. I was a son because they didn't have any boys, mm. right? They just had my aunt and my mom. So only two girls. She bought me this poster and you can Google it. And it reads, it's cool to be Joe Prep. And it's Snoopy in a sport jacket and it's a Madras Mm. background. Again, a material like a seersucker that, you know, is a though it's from another country, another world, arguably, but it is an American, you know, fabric. So she knew she knew who her grandson was becoming. And that was because of the choices that my mom with their backup Mm. made. So so the point is going clothing shopping with them. It was never about a brand per se. And it didn't mean that I didn't covet brands as a kid. Every kid does. And now as we see adults do, and that's human nature, that's fine. But we would go to stores in which you would have brands that were not names that you knew, not Mm -hmm. a popular name. And I think really because my late grandmother was a seamstress, she literally had the institutional background and understanding to look at clothing items and to feel material and determine if it was a winner or a loser. And Mm. I, I watched that. I watched that and I was taught that. So my point is it's not all about the brand. It's all about the quality vis-a-vis your pocketbook. Don't get caught up in the trap of a brand. I'm not against brands. This is a gap (laughs) hoodie from many years ago. Okay, the Cortez we already talked about. I'm rocking a pair of jeans from Uniqlo right now. And I have mm. a Snoopy Timex watch on. I so, like it. <laughs> so it's just about understanding. And that's what I try to do with my clients. I try mm-hmm. to raise their fashion IQ. That's my job.
1: Nice. What's, what's a... Because we talked a little bit about like the different pieces that you kind of have to put together as you're, you know, putting together what you want to wear. What is the most slept on like item that you can put on? Right. Could that be a hat? I mean, kind of shirts and pants kind of. No, no, I understand. Gotta, I understand what you but said. That, but yeah, I got slept I got on one. piece.
0: I got one. And I still realize we really didn't talk about seer So we should try to get that. We should try to get that in. <laughs> So I feel bad. I'm like, we we didn't answer that yet. Shoes. Mm. Shoes and boots are most slept on. Now, I'm going to explain to you why. Because maybe your audience goes, well, what does it mean? I wear shoes every day or sneakers every day. The reason why I think they're the most slept on is two reasons. One, I think the majority of men do not know how to take care of shoes. Mm. Because my point is, whether it's shoes or just any other piece of, of wardrobe, if you became my client, that item should last at least 10 years. 10 years? Absolutely. As long okay. as, you know, something drastically hasn't happened to you physically. So this hoodie is 10 years old. The polo is new because this is something I'm I'm trying out for my brand. Um mm. The jeans, I don't know. I got the jeans a few years ago. The Cortez I got a few years ago. The reason why I think they're the most slept on is because I think the majority of men do not know how to upkeep, how to take care of their shoes and boots to make them last 10 years. Okay. I think the prevalent style now is with guys is that they'll have dress shoes and or boots and they just like to scuff them up, and they never see a polished day in their lives. That's wrong, guys. Leather, if we're talking about shoes and boots, leather is a skin, just like we have a skin. We're mm-hmm. people of color, you and I. What do we do when we come out the shower? Moisturize. moisturize. Yes, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Put that lotion on. I jerkins up today, y'all. Have my jerkins on. <laughs> with the pump <laughs> it's no different with a pair of shoes mm. you have to look at your shoes it doesn't mean you have to polish them every day but you have to look at your shoes what you need to do is inspect your shoe look at your shoe and you're going to know that the skin is dry sorry I got a fly flying around and know that the skin is dry so this means you need to have now the equipment to take care of yeah. it. So so what does that mean now Again, here at Ferguson's, my late grandfather before he passed, which I really liked, my grandfather gave me things before he passed, which really touched me. He gave me his boot black kit. And if anybody is here who's a person of color in this audience, they know that expression, and that expression probably predates them at least two generations. But when... When young men were trying to make money, they would be out on street corners mm-hmm. with a boot black kit, which essentially is a shoe box in which you have all your items for cleaning and polishing. And then on the top, you're able to put your shoe there so you could polish the customer's shoe. So he had a boot black kit. I don't even know if my grandfather was a boot black, but he had, he had a kit. And that's a right. standard listen, that's a standard American piece of equipment. But it's something that we had to use in order to fight for our economic lives. So I have his boot black kit. I couldn't be more excited. I took some terrible photos of it, so I never posted it on the ground. <laughs> I need to either get him <laughs> professionally taken care of or do a better job with my with my phone. But he my late grandfather was my direct male example to understand what it meant to be stylish and fashionable and how to upkeep your gear. So he taught me how to shine my shoes. So what I'm saying to the males in the audience, Google how to shine your damn shoes. Learn the pieces of items that you need. You can get a boot black kit or something equivalent. You need to get moisturizer. You need to get brushes. You need to get daubers. You need to get old cloth. Listen, I still do the old school, old, an old piece of underwear. I'm that guy. But learning how to work the polish into the crevices, into the lines, Mm. and to massage it, depending on the polish, let it sit there for a day. Yes, a day. Next day, polish. You can also use cream. You can do polish and then cream. I am not the guy in which you can see a mirror reflection. I'm not that dude. I'm not willing to put that type of time in. But I shine my shoes to mitigate against wear and tear because everything that we're talking about that we have on from head to toe, you need to learn how do you mitigate against wear and tear? Because if you Mm. do that, then you'll have something for at least 10 years. Your eyes went like this when I said 10 years. I said in 10 yeah. years I don't even blink because I take good care of my stuff also if you have a lot of items <laughs> like me I'm American excess I am the reason why <laughs> they hate us <laughs> if you have a lot of items and you're not rocking them all the time that's also mitigating against wear and tear right yeah yeah. so absolutely, that's the most slept on item Get yourselves shoes and boots, Google how to take care of them, and they will take Mm. care of you. Because it's not about, oh, it's a year from now, it's six months from now, let me get another pair of shoes. That's just stupid. Mm. That's stupid. (laughs) I want my clients to develop good habits because I've got gear. Listen, I'm old enough now. Like you said, I got gray, salt and pepper's here. Yes, sir. I have now officially vintage items in my closet. How mm. did that happen? It makes me feel bad. But, keep
1: them for a long time.
0: Right, but here's the point. They're not going anywhere as long as God, you know, gives me the discipline to remain, you know, the mm. body shape that I am. So <laughs> I like that I'm not running out to the store. I shop, as I was told by a, a lady friend of mine who is Dutch. I shop like the French. For me, it's not about need anymore. That definitely Mm. has gone. But it's now about, oh, I don't have that color. I don't have this. So I'm curating a wardrobe, which, to be candid, is enough for probably three to four men up in this house. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. That's a a lot. lot. That's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. I love clothes. I love, so I've become a collector. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. I'm not going to deny it.
1: That kind of brings us to our three what's here. Yes. And I think I'm
0: going to. We never talked about Searsucker. I still feel bad. But what are the three what's? <laughs> I can't help it. I'm like, he brought it up and we never talked about
1: it. Okay. Um, our three what's. Yes. I asked these. Yeah questions to every, every guest I have. Yes. And we're going to start with our first one. If you weren't in fashion, I'm going to start with the second one first, because I'm interested to hear this because I didn't find anything about you that was not fashion related. Oh, so maybe I didn't do enough digging here, but now I want to know if you weren't in fashion, what field would you be in? What would would you be doing?
0: I would be in sales because that's mm. what I did previously to being in fashion. So, I'm a business guy. I went to business school. I went to NYU Stern School of Business. So, I would okay. I would be a sales guy.
1: What would you what would you sell, preferably? Clothes?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think I would want to do that to be honest. I worked in retail briefly when I when I was within the first years of few few years of graduation. Mm-hmm. And no, it was it didn't work with me physically my body clock because when you work in retail your schedule changes every week and my body clock could never could never catch up so mm. you know no that's not a, that's not a good look for me specifically so no it would not be it would not be clothing would not be retail
1: okay okay i'm surprised by that answer but good it's not that's surprising it. to know that you would be in sales because you have that personality you- thank you You can you can do that. Okay. So next one, inside or outside of your field, right? This could just be something that you're casually interested in. Mm -hmm. What's an opinion that you have that would be considered unpopular?
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Almost not all, but almost all of these Instagram influencers in classic menswear. Have no free consensus style.
1: And mm. I don't understand
0: how they're having hundreds and thousands of likes when they look effing ridiculous. So that's a hard take.
1: That is and, very hard.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I'm a hard guy. Hey, New that's York. some
1: New York stuff right there. Uh,
0: you got that right. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you right now. Now nah, it's not about, I'm not a hater. I'm not jealous or envious. I've got my own lane. I'm trying to work on my biz. So I literally was doing that before we came on the pod. I'll do it after we work on, on this pod. Right. I have a business and my whole point is particularly, I just love seeing these guys who to me have no style. Mm. And again, people are loving them and Oh my gosh. and oh, Fire emojis. and Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, but you know what, but you know what? I say this all the time with my few, you know, my few followers and I'm fine with that. Because, I, again, I'm trying to build a business. So I'm not about a vanity metric. So I will tell you this, brother. In a fashion face-off, I bet on me every time out in these streets.
1: Mm, throw the gauntlet down.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know about all that. But, <laughs> but I guess that is what it is. But, yeah, I, I I bet on myself every day out there. And if you look at my gram, which I know you did because you're a research guy, Mm -hmm. again they're not hundreds of people checking me out but whether it's classic menswear or casual steez which now is called streetwear which is another conversation because we created streetwear meaning the hip-hop generation my generation Mm -hmm. okay let's keep that real streetwear is not some new phenomenon we created it so yeah i bet on me every day bro every day okay
1: Enough saying. Last one. What? <laughs> what advice would you give to someone in high school? So I take this back to my classroom,
0: sure. and I actually
1: do do this sometimes. I'll show my kids, like, "Hey, this expert has some advice for you. Listen to oh. him." So, what would you tell those kids?
0: Sure. Hmm? In the realm of fashion, or just overall, or what? What are you? What are you driving at? Uh, either or, or both. Okay. Sure. Let's keep it within fashion since that's what this has been about, the whole topic. I would say to high schoolers, make sure to be the flyest you can be. And I don't want that to sound like it's superficial. Mm. Because I think when you're in high school, I don't have to tell you as a teacher. You are in the throes of adolescence. Your hormones are at a level that they will never be again in life. Your brain is still developing. You're trying to find your way. Everything is of the utmost importance when you're a teenager, isn't it? I have to have this. Right. This is important. You don't understand me. I hate you. <laughs> so.
1: I, I like want any. <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: not have it. Why can't I have it? So. Understand that you are working on being the best version of yourself that you can be. And remember to be yourself. Because, in the words of my late mother, if you're not yourself, I can't recognize you.
1: Wow. I love it. I love it. Of course, before we get out of here, Mr. Reginald Ferguson, please. Tell everybody where they can find you. Socials, website, podcast.
0: Go. Sure. My website is nyfashiongeek.com. If you go on the website and you want to set up an appointment, you have the ability to do so. You do not have to be in New York City to become a client. I have clients all over the country. As long as you have an internet connection, you can become a client. It's easy. And our services run from closet inventory to personal shopping and everything in between. Mm -hmm. You can consider me a personal trainer for fashion. My Instagram is New York Fashion Geek. My Twitter is NY Fashion Geek. My LinkedIn page is New York Fashion Geek. And the podcast. It is called the Fashion Geek Podcast. And you can find that on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, just everywhere. Google it. And also there's a podcast page on the website. I really appreciate that, Tony. Listen to the pod, you know, because we are fellow podcasters. We met at a podcast convention. So game (laughs) recognized game. And uh, yeah, that's that's all the places you can find me. I'm easily findable. If you, if you sign up on my website, I have a newsletter as well. And I also, very important, if you go to the website, I'm going to drop a jewel for you. Go to the website okay. and download the 10 things that every man needs in his wardrobe. It's a free PDF.
1: Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being just awesome. I have a great audience. I mean, I'm over a thousand downloads. That means a big thing to me. It means progress. and means y'all are tuning in. So thank you all for watching and listening. Shout out to Mr. Ridge, New York Fashion Geek, the podcast. Go follow him on Instagram, all the social medias. And of course, make sure y'all follow me. Follow me on IG, TikTok, Facebook group. And make sure you guys like, subscribe, download. If you subscribe, you get extra episodes. I got a bunch of them up there, and they're all great. So make sure you guys do that, and I'll see you all.